Hi, I'm Terrell Turner, the host of The Law and Finance Show. And today we have on a great guest because there are a lot of firms that are really trying to figure out how am I going to grow in a meaningful and somewhat, I guess you say, more organized way. Because one of the things that you don't want to do is when you're growing your law firm is you don't want to grow in a way that it just absolutely consumes every part of your life. You want to actually build a business, not just build a job that you eventually end up hating. So I have a great guest on that, that is a podcast host, as well as an amazing entrepreneur that is working with tons of law firms of really helping them maximize a very, very, very important part of their business. So stay tuned for today's show. So without further ado, let me bring my guest on. Melanie, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing great. How are you, Terrell? I am very well, very well. Thank you. It is it's very interesting that, you know, right now when we're filming this, it is the end of February, well, beginning of February. Um, I still feel like, I feel like the year started and I just went into like a full all out sprint. <laughs> like, <laughs> how has it been for you? Yeah, I, I I would agree with that. It's kind of like the you have all these plans that you make kind of December time and then the new year starts and you're just off to the races. And but, you know, eventually it catches up to you. So you got to pace yourself a little bit, I think. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I, I am definitely learning that because as I was telling someone, I was like, you know, what? back when I was working in, you know, a corporate job full time, um, it seemed like, you know, the months just kind of moved a little slower. Now I constantly feel like, man, I wish I had like a couple more hours in the day or a couple more days in this month because, man, it just there, there's so much to wrap my arms around now as a business owner. That would be nice. I also was in watching your your intro just now, reminding me that I need to also leave sometimes. And so we actually I just booked our first vacation since COVID in the last two years. Um, and it's going to come up in about a week and a half here. And I am super excited. Like I couldn't be more ready for this vacation. Um, but I made sure to make it like a true vacation. Like there is no working on this vacation. Um, and I'm really looking forward to that. So nice, nice. I, I think you definitely need that. And, and you know, I think what becomes that becomes a point that I think a lot of lawyers that I'm starting to talk to is like they had a challenge with being able to do that. And mm -hmm. From my observation, it is, it's what I'm noticing is like, it's not that they actually built a business, like a law firm as a business, it's pretty much they just built a job. So now they can't leave because if they leave, then the business's revenue goes to zero. And it's just like, mm -hmm. yeah, that is not what you want. So I, I'm very excited to talk to you about, like I said, the work that you do. I mean, like I said, with the podcast that you have out as well. Um, but before we jump into those details, you know, tell us a little bit about your background. Sure. Yeah. I, um, so I'm Melanie Leonard. I founded Streamline Legal, but way before that, I, you know, went to the University of Illinois, got my degree there and really 
ever since I was, I don't know, probably a teenager, I really wanted to be a lawyer. Like I thought it sounded very exciting and I thought it was going to be amazing. And so, and it has been frankly. Um, so I went ahead and after graduating from the University of Illinois, I decided to go to law school, um, loved law school, thought it was great. Uh, graduated from law school and did what everybody else does when they graduate from law school. You get a job as a lawyer. Um, so I, I practiced for a number of years um, with different firms and then decided to go out on my own. It just kind of got to a point where I was like, why am I doing it everybody else's way? Like, why don't I just do my own thing? And if I can have the flexibility that I imagined in owning my own business, then, you know, that was really appealing to me. So after a couple of years of practicing, I started my own practice and I had that practice for about 13 years and learned just a ton about building a business and growing a business and running a business. Because much like I'm sure many of your listeners, you know, I didn't go to law school to start a business. I went to law school to be a lawyer. And so when I came out and thought of doing my own practice, I didn't know anything about running a business. I mean, other than maybe what I had seen, like, you know, my dad was an entrepreneur. So I had seen a little bit of that when I was growing up and um, my husband at the time owned his own business. And so I had seen a little of that, but you know, I didn't have any experience other than just kind of secondhand seeing what they had been doing. Um, so yeah, I started my own practice and really it, it's funny to me that after that many years, like it took me a really long time to figure that stuff out. And then as at about 10 years in, I joined a coaching group and I started it. It was kind of like all these things that I learned over 10 years, just kind of they were dishing them out in these small little bite sized like lessons. And I was like, oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like, I'm like, why didn't I find this 10 years ago and save myself like nine years of struggle? Right. Um, but it was it was a really great experience. I'm glad to have owned the law firm. And, um, you know, eventually it just got to a point where I was frankly, a little burnt out and really looking to do something else and found that, you know, it was much more exciting for me to help other law firms grow than to build my own business. And so that's what led me to Streamline Legal. Nice, nice. Uh, you know, it's one of those things that I, I find that, you know, after you've gone and gone through it yourself, um, <laughs> is like you, you probably stepped in all of the potholes You've probably, you know, hit all of the hurdles yep. and somehow you kind of pulled yourself together. And it's just like, even though you've learned it, it's just like, but I'm tired after all that I went through, but I still want to help others avoid some of that. Well, so that's exactly. You're exactly right. Like if I can help people avoid, you know, eight, nine years, 10 years of what I had to go through um, to figure that all out on my own, to now be able to be a resource for other people. That's really what I'm trying to do. Right. Because what I realized um, when I was building my own practice was, you know, just like anybody else, I have my strengths, I have my weaknesses. And one of my strengths was being able to systematize things. I mean, it was, we were very, I was very fortunate to be able to find some software and some people that I was able to build a really great team and, and build that practice with. Um, but that, that didn't come overnight, that's for sure. And um, so now to be able to take the things that I had um, as a strength and be able to share that with other people, I think is huge. I think it's, it's just wonderful because the reality is not, all attorneys, their brains don't always think systematically, right? Um, it is, I really have come to figure out by meeting more attorneys and more paralegals and more people that work in law firms that 
it's not something that comes naturally to a lot of people. And so to be able to share that with people and help them to um, view their law firm as a business and as a, you know, a place where we can build systems that will help us not have to be right on top of everything and doing everything ourselves. It to me was very freeing and very, very helpful. Nice. I love it. I love it. So now, now that you have owned a law firm, when it came down to, you know, starting Streamline, what was that experience like? I mean, because it's related to law firms, but it's a slightly different type of business. What was kind of that early journey of starting Streamline like? Yeah, it's funny because I remember um, before I started Streamlined and I was, you know, working at my law firm, building, growing, hiring. And I got to a point where I was like, you know, I had, I had a lot of friends in the industry that were asking for help with creating systems. And I was like, you know, I really wanted to do that because I thought that was a lot of fun for me personally. It was very gratifying. And so I would do that. But it got to a point where I was like, I can't build two businesses at once. Right. <laughs> as well as my law firm was chugging along. Right. Like it was still I. I didn't feel like I could dedicate that kind of time and energy to both things. Um, so it, I got to a point where I was just, I had to make a decision, right? Like there weren't enough hours in the day and there wasn't enough energy um, to be able to do that. And so I decided that, you know, I had, I had done the law firm thing for 13 years and it was time to move on, frankly. Um, so I was in a great, I had a great opportunity to be able to sell the firm to another local uh, attorney and be able to go ahead and use that money and start Streamline Legal. And it's it was a great transition. It was, it was pretty fast. I mean, I fortunately for me, I did residential real estate. And so I was able to wrap up most of my clients within about 30 days. They would, you know, once they signed the contract and closed on the house, they were done. So I was able to wrap it up pretty quickly and be able to move forward. And um, it's it's just been great. Like I said, I, I really found that practicing law, while I enjoyed it for quite some time, was not really my passion. Um, mm -hmm. It turns out my passion is more in building systems. And um, since I know law firms so intimately, um, it was a really great fit or has been a really great fit. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Now, I guess, was that an emotional process for you of coming to that conclusion of like, I'm going to sell this thing that I struggled for years to build. Now I'm going to sell it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, in fact, at the time I had a business coach and I told her what I was doing and she said, oh, no, you, you can't do both at the same time. And I'm like, yes, I can. And she's like, no, you can't. And I was very defiant. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do it. And she's like, okay, whatever. Like, I'll help whatever I can do. And it wasn't, it was less than, you know, less than 90 days I came back and I was like, yeah, I can't do it both. I'm like, I gotta make a decision. Um, cause, cause you're right. Like emotionally, like I didn't want to let go. And you know, what does it mean when you get rid of your firm? Does it mean, you know, you didn't succeed? Does it mean like, what, what was the goal? Right. And so for me personally, and I'm sure this is different for everybody, but for me personally, it, I got to a point where I thought, this just really isn't serving me anymore. Like, what am I trying to get out of life and what are my goals? And with the law firm, you know, it, as with as much success as we had, and, you know, it, it was a great adventure, but at the same time, at that point in my life, I thought, you know, it's not, it's not exciting to me anymore. I don't like wake up excited to go to work, you know, kind of thing. Um, so, and, and it just wasn't filling the, the things I wanted to do with my life. So, um, but, 
you're right. It wasn't like an overnight switch. Like it definitely took some time to figure that out. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was an emotional change, but, but well worth it. And, and I'm glad I did it in, in hindsight, but you don't know that going into it. Right. I mean, it's, yeah. it can be scary. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm always curious. It's like, you know, after you sell the business, like, cause it is, you know, the next day, it, you know, let's say you're talking to someone who needed a real estate attorney. It's just like, how do you stop yourself from like, oh, I can, no, no, I don't do that. No, anymore. you know, and that's how I know it was the right decision because I would, I would have people call me after that and I'd be like, nope, you got to call, you know, you got to call this lawyer, you got to call that lawyer. It was really quite easy for me to make those referrals, which is how I know I made the right decision, right? If I had been sitting there like struggling to be like, oh, well, maybe I could do it, you know, then it might not have been the right decision. But no, in hindsight, like that, and at the time, I knew from that reaction that I was on the right path. <laughs> Gotcha. Gotcha. No, I, I love it. I love it. So now when you're moving, you know, the journey of Streamline, one of the things that I think it becomes very interesting that a lot of lawyers face and, you know, building a firm and I think any business face is really clarifying what's the problem that you are solving and how do you get that message out to your ideal clients? What was that part of your journey like of, you know, because people may have had a very clear idea what a real estate attorney does. Sure. But when you move into streamline, it's just like, how do I communicate to people who need my service, what I do and how I can help? Yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up because it's, it's really been uh, quite a discovery process on our part, right? Like when I first started and it was just me and I'm trying to like talk to every attorney I can find. Right. Um, it was all about, I'm going to help you with your technology, right? Like specifically we were working and still do work with a lot of clients that use Clio as their practice management software. And so we were going around talking, or I was going around talking about Clio this and Clio that and Clio that. Um, and it's, we, like I said, we still work with a lot of clients on Clio, but the reality is what I found out through the last, you know, three years that we've been doing this so far is that the software is not really the problem. <laughs> like everyone thinks the software is their problem, but honestly, it usually isn't. Um, usually the software is just the symptom of another problem. And what I found to be true is that the real issue underlying what they think is the software issue is the lack of any consistent um, you know, processes or the way that we do things. And the trick is that technology and software in particular are very like straightforward, right? Like you either have the data in there or you don't, or you put the data in there or you don't, you know, or you pull the data out or you don't have it. And so you can't pull it out. There's no like, I mean, it's black and white with the software, right? There's no like, well, maybe we can get this data out. No, did you put it in? You can't get it out if you didn't put it in, right? So in my mind, like that's the easy thing to point to and to think, oh, this is, you know, my problem. But the reality is, why isn't the data in there? Or why isn't the information in the software? Or why can't the software do what you want it to do? Because it doesn't have what it needs. And so what I found was the bigger struggle that firms were having and continue to have is the automating, or not automating, I should say, but systematizing the way that they're doing things. So for example, you know, every time we prepare a divorce complaint or a petition, um, these are the 15 steps we take, right? Well, it wasn't that clear cut. 
it was like, oh, you need a divorce? Well, okay, so let's get this over here. And then this person might think of this and, you know, oh, well, this person knows she needs to do that. Well, did that person remember to do that? And well, did you do it at the right time? There was, it was, it's very nebulous in a lot of firms. Um, and so, you know, that's just one example, of course, but I found that once those things were really um, tightened up and we had a clear, you know, this person does this at this time and then that person does that at that time, once those are well-defined, it makes the software so much easier because now you know when are we collecting the data? When do we put the data in? Who's putting the data in? And all of that information can go into the software and you can use the software as robustly as it's designed and be able to analyze data and be able to have it trigger you for things and things like that. So um, yeah, so it really became less of a, we help you with the technology or the software and more of a, we help you build the systems that will allow you to get the most out of your software. And so while we still do help with the software, of course, the focus is now on let's make sure that you're doing things consistently so that you can take advantage of the software because the software is not going to guess. The software can't give you any, you know, guesstimates or at least not yet, maybe in the future that AI is coming along, but, um, for now, um, that's really what our focus is these days. We help law firms build systems to get the most out of their practice management software. Awesome, I love it, and, and you know, and I think that that becomes a very, um, a, a very important thing for a lot of law firms and business owners to realize is that as technology has advanced, mm -hmm. um, as it as advanced as technology is, you know. It, it is still limited by what you put in it. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's really frustrating for a lot of people, I think, because and and maybe it's the way that technology is marketed. I don't know. But like, you know, you have this expectation of, well, I'm going to buy this software because it's going to solve this problem. And it might. But if you don't use the software the way it was designed or intended, it's probably not going to solve your problem as well <laughs> as you want. Um, so I feel like a lot of times people just buy the technology. They don't always even take the time to learn about it or how it works. They just kind of try and figure it out. Um, and that can work for a little while, right? But it's you're not going to get the robust you know, features and, and responses that you want out of the software if you're not using it that way. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that can be really frustrating to people. And if they take the time and energy and resources to actually get, you know, whether it's training or, you know, however you're going to learn this software, um, then if you don't take the time and energy and resources to do that, then it's probably not going to work as well as it's advertised and you're, you are going to get frustrated. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, so one of the things that I'm curious about is as you work with, you know, kind of your clients, what are some of the, I guess you would say some of the immediate or the the problems or the pain points that they talk about that mm -hmm. when you hear it you're like oh yeah we can definitely help you yeah i i work with a lot of firms unfortunately that really struggle with billing right i mean like billing is not something they teach in law school most of the time um it's not something that most attorneys enjoy um understandably so um so i think that because a lot of attorneys um, struggle with even just the mindset of, you know, am I charging too much? Am I not charging enough? All that kind of stuff. There's so much that goes into it that I feel like they really struggle with that. And one of the things that we can really do to help with that is 
when you build a very um, straightforward and um, streamlined system to say, this is how we do our billing. This is when we do it. This is who does it. You know, give the client that expectation as well. This is what to expect from our billing. When you do that and make that all that much more clear, there's a lot less like, you know, discretion and murkiness as to, well, we don't know. It might be this. It might be that. No, let's let's make some decisions. Let's make a very clear process and say, we do billing on this day of the month. It's due on this day. We're going to take your money out of trust or however you organize it with your clients um, and have that as the expectation going forward. And it goes so much faster. Number one, you spend a lot less time dealing with it. And you also, it's a lot less of a headache because the expectation was set up front. Everyone going into it knows it, both the, your team and the client and everybody. And it really becomes less of a hassle and less of a headache. And so I really, I love doing that for firms because I feel like billing can be such a struggle and it really doesn't need to be as big a struggle as some firms are making it out to be. So if we can come in and help them by, you know, systematizing it, it really can, um, make a huge difference within a firm, especially a small firm or a medium-sized firm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, if people are like, okay, all right, I know I, the problems you just talked about, I have a serious problem in billing. Like we're doing the work and I know we're working on the cases. We're showing up in court. We're doing the hearings, but I'm not seeing it reflect in my bank account. I need some help on billing. What is the best way for them to get in contact with your company? Yeah, I'd love to share that. So first of all, just to be clear, billing is like my prime example of the day. I think that's because it's the beginning of the month and a lot of people are thinking <laughs> about it, frankly. But the reality is a lot of people don't want to come to us with their billing issues because, you know, it's not really a, a real sexy kind of problem to have, right? Like no one wants to admit to it. Um, so we get a lot more people coming to help us help them with automation or document automation or, you know, the things that are really exciting, which is great. We love to do that stuff too. I just don't want people to think that, you know, it's, it's all fun and games. Like, you know, the document automation is very fun and we will help you with that. But if we see an underlying problem, like a billing issue, we're going to bring it up. Um, because we want you to be successful, right? We don't want anyone to have the um, false expectation that just because I can create my documents in 10 minutes, that's not going to save your whole firm from a billing disaster, right? Yeah. Um, so so we do like to try and find those things and point them out regardless of what you hired us for, frankly. Mm -hmm. um, but if you are interested in learning more about Streamline Legal, I would definitely recommend heading over to our website, which is, of course, www.streamline.legal. Um, and on the website, you're welcome to reach out to us, um, you know, schedule a call so we can chat a little bit about, about what challenges you're having. Or one of my favorite features of the website, frankly, is towards the middle where, oh, there it is, um, where we've got a whole library of videos that you may have seen if you follow us on social media or they're posted on our YouTube website as well, our YouTube page as well. Um, and it's just like super quick, less than five minute videos that give you some type of practice management tip. Right. So maybe it's, you know, how to use a software. Maybe it's how to set up a system. There's all kinds of really great resources in there, I think, um, that are totally free to you. Feel free to check them out and hopefully they'll be able to help you um, in organizing your own practice. Oh, and the podcast. How can I forget the podcast? <laughs> um, <laughs> so our podcast is called Your Law Firm is a Business. Take it to the next level. And I'd invite you all to check it out wherever you listen to podcasts. In fact, if you've got Alexa sitting on your desk as well, you're welcome to ask her about the podcast. She'll be able to share the latest episode with you. Um, and yeah, it's it's 
been fantastic. You know, Mark from GNGF and I are both working on this podcast together, and it's really been a great opportunity to marry his ideas about marketing with our ideas about systems and really help you build your firm. Um, so yeah, check it out. It's been a great adventure. Awesome. I love it. I love it. And I will say, I've listened to a couple of the episodes on podcasts. Um, the, at the time of recording this, two of the more current ones are the Finance 101. Great information in there. Um, I think that you will definitely learn and, and, and grow a lot from listening to the topics that they talk about on the podcast. So definitely go check them out. Thank you so much. And thanks for having me. It's been a great, great time. I love chatting about business building in any venue. So maybe next time we'll have to take this one on the road and do it live. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I will say if you have if you have one more moment, um, last question I always love asking is, you know, what's yeah. one tip that you would share with, you know, you're talking to a, a, a lawyer who's trying to run their law firm and they're trying to figure out, like, how do I scale this and take this to the next level? What's one piece of advice that you would share with them? Okay, so I'm going to have to borrow the line from Elsa in Frozen um, because you really have to let it go. Like there are so many things I guarantee that you're doing right now that you don't have to do. Either they don't need to be done or someone else can do them on your behalf. And so the faster you can recognize the fact that assuming you're wanting to grow, that you know the more you can... Uh, take off of your plate, whether it's outsourcing it or hiring someone, or there's all kinds of options. Um, but the more that you can get off of your plate and have someone to do on your behalf, then the faster you'll be able to make the changes that you want and grow. Um, and that's something that's really hard for business owners, I think, especially at the beginning to figure out. Um, and still a challenge for me to this day. I mean, I, I, that's like my key motto. And I still have to remind myself, you know, a couple times a day, do you have to be doing that? Why are you doing that? Isn't there somebody else that can do that or another way that it can be handled? Um, so I try consistently to remind myself of that. But yeah, it's something that I think if you're not constantly thinking about it, it's so easy to slip into the, oh, I'll just do it real quick, you know, or it's faster for me to do it than to tell someone else how to do it. That's one of my favorite myths. Um, so anyway, that, that would be the one thing that I know it sounds very basic and very simple, but I think it has really broad implications and I'm excited for, for the listeners out there to give it a try. Absolutely. Well, Melanie, thank you so much for being a guest. And also everyone that is watching, definitely subscribe to the show. Um, go over to streamline.legal, check them out. And if you need some help, definitely reach out to them. And thank you for watching. And thank you to our sponsors, the TL Turner Group, for sponsoring the show. We get it. Keeping track of your finances can seem pretty overwhelming when you're running a business. Achieving your financial goals in business should not be a guessing game. That's why it pays to work with someone that can take a hard look at your financial numbers and not add more stress to the balancing act of running your business. The T.O. Turner Group will provide a clear and concise explanation to 